Today I'm going to share with you five ways that you can firmly say no without sounding mean. Have you ever been in a situation where sometimes it feels like you got a lot going on in your life, maybe a little overwhelmed, and people are asking you um, if you can help out with this, can you take on this responsibility, or can you come to this event, or do this, do that for them, and, and yet you, you, it's like inside you don't want to tell them no, you don't, you're afraid of being mean, or you're afraid of hurting their feelings, and, and it's like there's this turmoil inside that makes it so difficult to know what to do. Well, if this is you, then I'm going to share with you five tips that you can use today to start saying no, and instead of, like, not only will you not sound mean, but you can actually build a stronger relationship with them and build rapport with the people without pushing them away. If that's what you're interested in, you came to the right place. And I want to say my name is Enoch Leffingwell, and I am passionate about helping young people to identify their unique talents and to dedicate them to the Lord's service. And if you're interested in things like that, I encourage you to subscribe to our channel or our page, and you can get more videos like this every week. So tip number one, I will say that uh, the, the reason why this is so important is because um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 25, the Bible says, He that striveth for mastery must be temperate in all things. So if we are seeking to master our emotions or master our appetite or master a, like if God has called you to do something, and chances are if, if you recognize your calling and, and you have a desire to serve the Lord and you want to do something for Him, as um, as leaders in God's cause or as people who are willing, usually those who are willing often have different responsibilities. They're workers. They're people who want to labor for the Lord, and they're so willing that they get asked a lot at churches, at events, in the home, in uh, social circles, at different places. seems like sometimes we could be a little pulled, and it seems that we're never short of work to do. That's the that's one of the benefits and the challenges of being a worker and because you take on responsibilities there's more people who seek you out to give you more opportunity to work because you're good at it and you're willing and if you look around there's not a lot of willing people there which is why as the army of youth we're going to war against people who are sitting in the pews just idly warming them and not actively doing something for the Lord. So we want to give you these tools that you can use of what you can say to say no to that overwhelm and help you to live your calling so that you can strive for the mastery. You can get very good at the direction that God has called you specifically to do and especially to avoid burnout because the truth is if we don't learn to say no, then we're going to start taking on a lot of things on our plate that is not really fulfilling or things that is meaningful. It could be really good things but if it's too much, there's only so much we could do. So we have to be temperate. And I would submit to you that true temperance means to avoid entirely all things that are bad and to use moderately that which is good. And that includes saying yes or no. Say no to all things that are bad. I'm going to share with you five ways you can say no to all the bad things. And I'm going to share with you five ways that you can say no to the good things that may not be what God really needs you to be doing right now. And so tip number one is you have to make it not personal. I found that one of the challenges that I had initially in saying no to people is I I, I felt like it was just kind of like me maybe being mean or just telling them it's like, no, I, um, 
like if I were to say no then it's like well why it's like does that mean that uh, you don't like me or um, I was afraid of them thinking that I thought that their maybe their cause was crazy or I didn't support what they were doing or I didn't want to help them as they clearly needed help or some of these things were um, were, were challenges in my mind but what one thing that really helps is a way that you can detach yourself personally from the no and s- is just by saying um, so like maybe having like internal rules or values where you could you can kind of blame it on a system or some predetermined rules where you're like hey I'm just following the rules or like I'll give you an example so uh, recently we had a visitor at the Army Youth House and um, they were like hey they, they suggested this song but in the morning uh, we do scripture songs in for our family worship in the evening we we, we like to sing hymns and they requested a hymn in the morning and usually people who would never want to tell someone no they were quickly just like no we could do that in the evening not a problem but in the morning we sing scripture songs and I noticed I was thinking about this video that um, I was going to do and the reason why these people who otherwise would have a very difficult time telling someone no were able to do it quickly is because well we're just following the rules in the house that's how we do things and so it's not you it's not personal that's just how how we do it so when you have set predetermined rules, you, you kind of batch decide these things up front. Then you can say, well, I have a general rule of thumb where um, I'm, no, I'm not going to um, go out with you on a date alone in, in a place or something because I want to avoid the appearance of evil. And that's just something that I've decided. That's one of the ways that I, I don't want to do that. Whatever that may look like, these are some examples of how you can make it not be personal. So that's number one. Number two is let the person know that you wish you could, that you desire to do that thing, but you won't be able to. A lot of times, people don't really need a, a good reason. They just like need a reason, and a lot of people would be satisfied with a simple um, reason. And when they know, well, when you're able to say something like, hey, like let's say someone's inviting you to speak at an event, you're like, hey, I would really like to come speak at your event. I love attending every year. I've enjoyed the presentations. But this year, I have some other commitments, and I won't be able to come this time, but I really wish that I could. Just when they know that you thought about it, and you care, and you actually want to, that means a lot to them, and they're far more, it it softens the blow of no, when you're able to let them know that you would if you could, but you can't, so you won't. And um, that makes a big difference. So that's number two, is let them know that you wish you could. And number three is let them know that you gave some thoughtful consideration before you responded. One of the greatest challenges is when someone's asking and they're like, hey, can uh, we, we need someone's help with, uh, uh, or can, can you come to this event? And you're like, no. And they're just like, oh, uh, well, okay, why? And, and it can be a little challenging. But if you let them know, it's like, hey, um, I... I'll pray up that, or can I have a moment to respond to you? Um, I want to pray the Lord, ask God for guidance, and then can I re- get back to you? A lot of times, and they're t- totally okay with that. And so then you can go back, you say, you know what, I really thought about it, and I realized that um, I've already committed over here, and I won't be able to do that, or I can't do it this time, but um, I, I, I 
but I did give it as consideration. I realized that it probably won't fit in light of the other responsibilities I have. So just when someone knows that you actually gave it thought, you considered, a lot of times people just want to be heard. And as long as you let them know that you heard them, you understand the petition and you, you have considered it and you still re- thoughtfully said no, then they're far more willing to receive that as well. And it doesn't, you don't sound mean or like a jerk when you're doing something like that. But um, so that's, that's tip number three is just let them know that you had thoughtful consideration. And these, this skills that I'm sharing with you is so important because you have to recognize that anytime you say yes, that means there's something else you're saying no to. So if you go throughout life trying to avoid saying no to people, then you're never going to do it. But because by being a yes man and saying yes to everybody, what you're really doing is saying no to doing everything thoroughly or doing everything well. Anything worth doing is worth doing well. My favorite verse in all the Bible says in Luke 16, 10, He that is faithful in that which is least shall be faithful also much, but he that is unjust also much will be faith unjust also in the least. So that shows us that what we really have to do is whatever responsibility we have, do it thoroughly and do it well. And if it starts to get to a point where in order for you to take on more responsibility, you have to kind of get more sloppy or lose your excellence or or um, not really glorify God to the degree that you could um, in what your current responsibilities are, then that's the time where you want to start considering, am I really going to glorify God by taking on more and more responsibilities? So you have to recognize any time that you say yes to anything, that means you are, by virtue, saying no to an infinite number of other possibilities. So you want to make sure that what you say yes to is really what God is calling you to say yes to. So that concept really helped me. But number four is you want to let them know what a yes would take what it would take in order for you to say yes to their request. Why make it sound hopeless if it's not? So for instance, that might look like if someone's inviting you to come speak on their podcast and you got a lot of brands in the fire and maybe you're not available right now. And uh, they're like, hey, I got this brand new podcast. It has no viewers. It has no people um, that are doing this. This is kind of a new idea. I don't know if I'm going to do this uh, for long term or not, but it's this thing that I'm starting. I'd like you you to be, I'd like to experiment with you. Well, then that might be a more challenging uh, request. You're like, well, um, here, I would love to say yes, but I can't right now. However, if you come back to me, once you have your first 50 episodes, then I'll know you're really dedicated and you're serious and I want to support you. And then I would love to be a guest on your podcast. Something like that would be really powerful. Then they have a definite goal or an aim. They're like, oh, okay, cool. So no doesn't mean never. It just meant like, okay, I'll come back when I get 50 podcasts and then I'll, I'll, I'll invite you. So just letting them know what that would take or what it would look like. In fact, Jesus does this with us all the time. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4, it says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And in these precious promises of God, every promise has a condition. So God gives blessings, and he says yes to our petitions, but there's always an if. 
And I want you to like, I challenge you, go back to all the promises and always train your brain to see like, what is the condition? Because many times God says, if you humble yourself and pray, then I will heal their land. It's that two letter word that makes all the difference. And we can follow the example of Christ when we're saying no to others. When God says no to our prayers, many times it's because we have not fulfilled the conditions. So let people know what it would look like to say yes to, for you to say yes to their petition makes a big difference. And number five is my favorite. I use it often and it is so helpful, especially when you got a lot on your plate and you still, you really believe in the cause and you want to help and you wish that you could and you don't want to just like leave them with nothing. Um, and number five is to give them an alternative option or an alternative offer. So Jesus gave this example in John chapter four, we see Jesus speaking to the woman at the well and she's like, they're talking about water. She's there for water. He's there for water. And Jesus is like, you know, if you knew who it was that's asking drink from you, you would ask of me for living water. And I would give you living water and you drink from this, you'll never thirst again. So what Jesus was doing is this principle of something better. And that is where God takes away things that are good and gives us something better. So it's this principle of an alternative. And I, I realize that this is a challenge that a lot of missionaries, teachers, communicators, if this is you, I encourage you, never take away something from someone else without giving something better in place of it. Romans 12 says, be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good. So a lot of times you could, um, you can give people an alternative. Like for instance, um, let's say someone is asking me to uh, lead out in song service and be in charge of, of scheduling all the people who are going to sing. I might say, you know, I would really like to do that. And as I was thinking about it, I realized I can't do that because I'm already overcommitted over here. However, have you thought about asking uh, Sister Tina. She likes to sing. She would probably enjoy that. That seems like it was right along her passion, her area of desire and interest. I'm sure she would love to do it. Or if someone's like, hey, can you help me move? I'm going to be moving on, on Sunday. It's like, oh, you know what? Sunday is a time where we, we, have, a, we have a commitment in the home. Or we could say like Thursday night, can you come over to um, to to help out with this with this canned food drive it's like well actually thursday night is our family night and that probably won't work out for us right now but you know what i know that adam over here he has been waiting for an opportunity to help and he's really excited to help with specifically food ministry to the homeless have you thought about asking him he'd probably love to help out so as long as you provide an alternative, this is one of my favorites because it still moves the mission forward. And when you look at what they want, who's asking, it's really they want, you look at the result that they're asking, a lot of times it's not about you, it's just about they want a res specific outcome, a specific result, maybe responsibility filled or something attended or they just want something done. When you really think about what is the result they're looking for and ask not how or not when, it may not be like how can I do it or when can I do it, but ask who can do it? Who is able to do that and offer an alternative? And a lot of times they'll thank you for it. A lot of times people will say to me, wow, that's a great idea. That's exciting. And they are ready to go to the races where otherwise they weren't thinking that. And I'll say again, when you are a worker, workers are few and far between. And so when people are willing and able, they start to pile on a lot of responsibilities. 
And the problem with that is it leads to burnout when you start saying yes to a lot of things that are outside of your unique calling. So when you are able to learn this skill of saying no, then and being able to identify who are the people who have their hands raised, they're willing, but they might not be the go-to people that they think of when asking for help, it could benefit the people who are asking you. And it's always better when we're not always a yes man saying yes to everyone and really failing at everything. And it's amazing because a lot of the times when we are so afraid of telling people no because we don't want to disappoint them, by saying yes to everything, we end up disappointing the people because we can't meet all our commitments and we start disappointing ourselves. So like Job said, that which I feared, it came upon me. Even even the the by nature of being afraid and that motivation of the fear of saying no, that motivation of fear brings the thing you're afraid of upon you by fearing it. And the epistle of John says, perfect love casts out all fear. So let's speak with love and let's genuinely, let's, let's review. Don't make it about yourself. Have set rules that you can point to. Let them know that you love them and you care. You really wish that you could, but it, it won't work out. And number three is let them know that you had thoughtful consideration of their request. And four, let them know that what it would take to say yes, of what, it, what it, that would entail. And number five is provide an alternative if you can think of one. These are the ways that are so powerful in helping uh, you to say no without sounding like a jerk. And if you want to um, be able to really keep track of your commitments, chances are if you got to this point, you've got a lot on your plate and there, it could be hard to manage sometimes. There might be even some things falling through the cracks. I know what that's like. And as, as a worker, there's a lot of opportunities, a lot of things to do, and you don't want to forget things. So what we did is we put together this daily account book. This is a Live Your Calling daily account book that helps you to keep track of your commitment. Keep track of the areas that you said yes to. When you said yes to the Lord in your devotions, when you said yes to your family, when you said yes to your friends, to the cause of God, the responsibilities you have in the Lord's service, this is what will help you to not only um, be faithful in that which, it will help you to be faithful in that which is least so you can be faithful also much. To let say goodbye to the things Falling through the cracks and being so overwhelmed, this helps you to de-stress, to really clarify what your responsibilities are so you don't forget. And you could be intentional about the things that you're doing and, and really know, have a true estimate of what you could truly commit yourself to and not get overwhelmed and stop disappointing people. So this is a powerful tool. If you want a copy, you can get your copy at uh, thearmyofyouth.com forward slash account book. And you can pick up your copy. We ship it anywhere in the world. TheArmyOfYouth.com forward slash account book. And you can get your account book today. This has been a life changer, friends. And I'm excited for you to start saying no to busy work and start saying yes to living your calling. And if you like this video, I encourage you to hit like, comment below. What was, uh, what is something that you see that you it may be time for you to say no to or a responsibility that may be something that um, you're going to have to learn to say no to. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, what are those, what is going on in your life? And also um, share this video. If, if you think it could benefit someone, let them know. We got to get this message out there, friends. 
and people are hurting over there, people are overwhelmed, they're stressed, they're living aimless lives, and we can labor together in the army of youth as gospel soldiers to make war against living aimless lives because an aimless life is a living death. And as Christians, we have a high calling. We have a noble purpose. There's no reason that we need to live aimless lives. So share it with the world and comment below uh, what's your, 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 uh, what you are going to stop. And remember, friends, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called.